0: today on CityCast Madison. Our city's decades-long dream of returning passenger rail to Madison is again picking up steam. A proposed Milwaukee to Madison to Minneapolis Amtrak route is getting $500,000 in federal spending for planning. And the city is making moves, currently studying where a station might go they just narrowed their scope of site options down to eight. So to remedy our undeniably squirrely levels of excitement and anticipation, we asked Madison transportation planner, Liz Callan for an update. It's Monday, January 22nd. I'm Bianca Martin, and here's what Madison's talking about. Liz, hello. Good morning. Hi. Hi. So I hear a train's a coming. Your office has the results of a month-long study, or at least some of the results here, that is looking at possible sites for an Amtrak station in Madison. Y'all have eight of them now, and I want to know, where are they?
1: Correct. Yes. So we are looking at eight different sites. We are looking at four sites sort of in what we're calling the downtown corridor area slash isthmus area. So we're looking at a site near the Monona Terrace. We are looking at a site near um, Blair Street along the rail line, which is the site of the current Gateway Mall. We're looking at a site on Livingston, a site on Baldwin, which is near McPike Park. A couple of sites in the First Street area, so near the future Madison Public Market. There's two different sites in that area that we're looking at. And then the final two sites that we're looking at are up in the Oscar Mayer corridor kind of area where the former Oscar Mayer plant was located.
0: And so can we talk a little bit more about the selection criteria?
1: What were you looking for when you're identifying these potential locations? So the first couple of things that we look at when we're even identifying which sites to consider are sort of the logistics piece. So Can the train operate through these areas effectively? Is the site large enough to accommodate a station building or a space where a station could be located? We also need a platform for people to get on and off the train. So there's kind of all these sort of logistical sort of technical questions that we're looking at. So that sort of comes first because we absolutely have to make the train work in order to have the station. So we're looking at that. But then we also have a series of other criteria that get more to what does the community want to see in a station? What does the city of Madison want this station to be. Um, and so those are things like how are people accessing the station? That's very important. So of course, we are going to have people that are going to be driving to the station. So we want to make sure we have some parking available. But Madison is such a multimodal city. We really want to make sure that it's connected in that way. So we want to look at things like, is there good transit access to the site? Is there strong sidewalks? Are there bike paths available? Is there maybe a bike share station nearby or could there be? Um, And kind of what would that process look like if the area is not really well connected from a multimodal perspective? What would the process look like to actually make it more connected? This is an important factor too for visitors coming to the area because we know that, you know, it might be easy for someone who lives in the Madison area who has a car to drive and park to the station. But if you're coming here from let's say Milwaukee, Chicago, you obviously don't have that option. So you need to get off and essentially have it be extremely convenient for you to get to your final destination. So that's another factor because when people are coming here by train, we need them to then be able to get to their hotel or get to see whatever show they might be going to see at the Orpheum, or if they're going to the east side, how are they getting there? Um, So making sure different things are connected in that perspective. And then we're also looking at equity. So we're, we're trying to make sure that the station is kind of equitably accessible for different population groups that are in the Madison area. Um, So we're kind of doing some data analysis to just kind of look at those different options as well as just kind of the proximity piece. So that sort of gets to that um, ridership potential question, which is like, how close is it to people um, that live in Madison in the Madison area? And then how close is it for people to get to where they want to go when they get here? I'm, I'm curious
0: about the equity piece because, you know, I see the options and where they're laid out. It's a lot, you know, on the isthmus and then into the north side. So I'm assuming, you know, you're trying to get into the north side. What about like the south side? How How is that being thought about?
1: Absolutely. So, yeah, as you mentioned, the, the areas definitely lean more central and east slash north. So the south side isn't really part of the specific station consideration, but what we're doing to kind of incorporate those communities to try to think about how they're going to get to the station is looking at the transit connections. For example, we're looking at how many people can access the different station locations within a 30-minute transit trip. So we are able to kind of map the, the network of the transit system and just sort of try to measure that. Um, And when you do look at equitable access, I think for a few different reasons, the downtown isthmus options are stronger in that regard, because I think it's a couple of things, sort of like you mentioned, having it be more centrally located, it just sort of balances out access for different parts of the region a little bit more. Um, But also there's just more people within proximity to those stations, just based on kind of how our population is you know where is our population located, and there's just more people in that area, so that's sort of where those come out slightly stronger. But you know, there's a lot of different factors.
0: Yeah, and and as the bus rapid transit system, you know that that's another conversation, but that's obviously a part of the bigger picture. This is you know planning into the future that that would be
1: part of getting folks downtown or, or to these areas faster. Absolutely. Yeah, that's one of the things we're thinking about. How do we make it extremely convenient for people to get to the station and get, you know, to their final destination if they're coming in from out of town and I think the BRT system is kind of a crucial component in that because if people can get off the train, um, or and just basically walk a block or or less even to a BRT station, hop on that and get to where they need to go, that's gonna be really easy. Um, But if we're kind of asking people to like navigate multiple connection points um, that are maybe not as straightforward as a BRT system would be, that becomes a lot more difficult. And then we also can think about other things, like we can think about economic development opportunities. You know, depending on the site, there's sort of different levels of economic development opportunity that could come along with this, the station. So, we're thinking about different opportunities that could be a part of like a public private partnership or some kind of a mixed use development where maybe there's this broader development that occurs and the station is one component of that. And that's kind of a neat way to sort of activate an area throughout the day um, and even, you know, in the evening and things like that. So, having things like Restaurants, bars, coffee shops, retail um, nearby and have this station be a partnership with the community and and different you know entities that would go along with developing that process.
0: Man, I did not even think about that. And now I'm like thrown back to being in San Francisco and getting into their this train station that I had this wonderful salmon sandwich and just think I was like, what is this? It's like a little paradise. Um, are there any yeah, any thoughts? I mean, I, I know you have different locations so that would probably impact, you know, the outcome
1: here, but like what would the the building be like down the road? Yeah, down the road. So I think right now, you know, once we once we kind of develop that recommendation for a station site, then we'll start to kind of detail out the site plan a little bit more, and then. Probably the next stage, even after the study, is when we'll start talking about design. But just kind of conceptually, you know, a few different sites offer different opportunities. So there's a few sites where something like that that would work, where you could sort of talk about, could this be part of this bigger, you know, multi-use development? Or could it be plugged into an area that's, you know, maybe already, you know, very active and very walkable and kind of all these different pieces that you think of? So it's sort of this balance of, you know, economic development potential, existing proximity to people and trying to kind of target, you know, what our community pri- wants to prioritize for a station and then also the logistics. So we're working really, really closely with Amtrak on this. Of course, they would be the, you know, the entity that would service this station. Um, and then also the Wisconsin Department of Transportation. So, you know, there's lots of partners in this effort and lots of kind of, uh people at the table to have different opinions, which you know is part of what makes this an interesting discussion.
0: Yes. And speaking of partners, us, we will be partners as well. Your office is going to be holding a couple public meetings so that us Madisonians can weigh in. What kind of feedback
1: are you hoping for in those sessions? Absolutely. Yeah. So we're really looking forward to showing these to the public and hearing more feedback. I think the two crucial questions we have for the public are, you know, what do you think Madison should prioritize in the station? So of course we have these technical things we have to follow, but we also wanna hear, you know, what is most important to the community and how does the community want that balance to kind of pan out? And then we're gonna provide sort of this preliminary evaluation of the different sites. So we just want the public to respond to that. You know, what do you think of this? Um, What do you think of sort of the pros and cons that we've identified? Are we missing anything? Is there anything we don't know about some of these areas? Um, I think, you know, we we know our city pretty well, but we definitely don't know everything about our city. So we're trying to hear from, you know, the true experts, which are, you know, the people who live in the community. Y'all. There is a
0: truly special opportunity coming this month. The Harry Whitehorse International Wood Sculpture Festival is running from June 14th through the 22nd. And it's a first of its kind week-long celebration of contemporary and traditional wood sculpture and indigenous culture. It's named after the world-renowned Ho-Chunk sculptor and painter who lived in Monona, the late Harry Whitehorse. And it will be hosted at the iconic San Damiano Park, right on the shores of Lake Monona. The fest is inviting 12 international sculptors from countries like Peru, Germany, Ukraine, and more for a week-long artisan residence. And it will host demonstrations of live sculpture and Ho-Chunk arts and crafts, such as black ash basketry, porcupine quill art, and finger weaving. Plus, they've got live music and food. Plan your visit and learn more at harrywhitehorse.com festival. Kids are our future, right? And we all wanna make sure that future is bright. That's why making sure that their bodies, minds, and characters are strong. Luckily, KidStrong coming to Sun Prairie might just be the answer. KidStrong is a national franchise that uses a science-based training program that focuses on character, physical, and brain development through weekly 45-minute age-based classes. And a pair of Sun Prairie parents are opening a new KidStrong location at Prairie Lake Shopping Center. Instruction is led by world-class certified coaches, and kids are taught everything from the importance of shaking hands to how to do a pull-up correctly. And 77% of parents in the program credit KidStrong with boosting their children's self-confidence. Interested? You can call or text 608-369-8866 or visit their social media at KidStrong Sun Prairie to learn more. The program opens in the next few weeks and you can save money by registering today. How will you then decide on the station location?
1: Yeah, so again, it's going to come down to how we sort of end up evaluating the different sites based on those criteria that I talked about, based on the feedback we get. Um, but then it, it is also going to be pretty heavily um, dependent on you know the site itself. So what is the likelihood that you know Madison or you know whatever entity owns and kind of manages st- the station like? So if it's a privately owned site you know, does the timing work out? Is there interest from the property owner to kind of be a partner in this? And then if it's a site that might be already publicly owned, um, you know, what does that look like? And what does the timing of that look like? So some of those technical pieces are going to go along with the sort of the community, you know, feedback and evaluation. So what we hope to have is a recommendation of a specific site, later this year, um, but we also will probably have sort of a, an option B and option C if down the road when this site is actually ready to be developed as a station, the timing doesn't actually end up working out. So that's you know, how we're thinking that this will go. And
0: one thing that helped move this project along was the infusion of federal dollars in December.
1: What has that allowed us to do? So. The federal funding that uh, recently was announced in early December is really funding the what's called the corridor development process. So that's going to be sort of sponsored by the state of Wisconsin with Amtrak, and then we see ourselves as one of many partners in that effort. So one of our jobs is to kind of identify a station site. That way, when they get to the point of developing the corridor or the route more details of what that will look like. You know, Madison can say, okay, this is this is where we want the site to be, will this work? And can we kind of plan around that? So it's sort of a matter of our, us getting our part ready and the timing is working out really nicely. And then that way, you know, the state and Amtrak and other partners can do their side of it, which is the route extension and the planning and kind of design and all the things that will go along with that. Yeah. And,
0: and so Madison also isn't the only city involved in this project. The Amtrak line is a part of a larger statewide transportation project. What does Madison's piece of the puzzle
1: look like in that? So we're we're still um, figuring out exactly, you know, how we plug in with some of the other communities along the route. But You know, Amtrak is really excited about having a stop in Madison. There has not been a passenger rail stop in Madison for several decades. So, um, you know, talking with them, they see a lot of people who would probably use it. So I think they're really excited about that. But there's also, you know, a connection to the Eau Claire area in discussion that would kind of be along the Madison route, as well as sort of this extension from Milwaukee to Madison and then other communities even between Madison and Milwaukee that they are looking at for different stops. So, you know, we just want to kind of be a part of that team and, um you know, anything we can do to kind of restore that passenger rail connection to Madison and then help connect Madisonians to other parts of the state. And then, like you said, the country, even with the different passenger rail routes that, you know, people could connect to uh, via Chicago. and, you know, do a lot of you know, a lot of different opportunity for travel in regional connections and things like that.
0: And tourism. Get you know, I can go get whatever sort of festival on in Chicago and head up to Saint Paul. It's it's really exciting. And I feel like I should share a couple of, you know, um, some of the other state projects will expand the existing Hiawatha service between Chicago and Milwaukee to Green Bay. There's going to be another one, you know, adding service from La Crosse to St. Paul on the long distance Empire Builder that runs through Chicago through La Crosse. So the state, it's like being electrified, it's being, you know, it's really being connected. Why do you think that the federal government is making us such a priority?
1: Yeah, um, the funding that became available as part of the bipartisan infrastructure bill started. I think is starting to really look at transportation differently. So, starting to look at opportunities for these multimodal connections, thinking about sustainability from a long-term perspective, looking at other ways, um, you know, that people can get around beyond just you know highways and interstates and things like that. So, I think kind of restoring some of those passenger rail connections that really I think a lot of people have been wanting for a long time. And I think that's one of the key things we've heard in Madison is, um, and even just around around the whole state, I think people, you know, they want this. So I think it's just kind of also responding to that. Amazing. And um, in terms of sustainability, I'm thinking
0: about, have you guys considered anything related to, you know, pollution or that sort of nature, like depending on where the, the stop is, like how that might impact different communities?
1: Absolutely. So that will definitely be part of the effort to kind of develop the corridor a little bit more. There will be a kind of an environmental process that will go along with that. Um, but I think the effort will also look at different options for different train vehicles um, that could be more sustainable, um, to, you know, reduce anything, you know, that would be you know, air polluting and things like that. Yeah. Well, so I'm thinking
0: about when I think about polluters, I think about planes <laughs> as well. And um, one of the locations that seems to be, you know, kind of pushed out of the consideration at this point is the airport. And also, you um, UW-Madison, for that matter, some of these like bigger locations who were at one time real contenders for a potential stop or for the station when you started the study. Why are those off the table?
1: Yeah, so there's a couple of different reasons. First, I'll kind of start with the airport area. And then we were also looking at sort of a more further out east side option near kind of Starkweather Park. And we are recommending that a station not move forward in those areas because it's just too far removed from kind of the population and economic centers of the Madison area. Um, And then the campus area, of course, is a a big visitor destination, but it's just quite a bit farther out of the way for for the train to actually go west. And then also um, identifying a site and actually having a site that could have parking opportunities near the campus area we think would be very challenging. So, oh yeah, um, we know the parking situation down there. Oh lot, <laughs> yeah. So well, so those three options are kind of a little bit too heavily balanced in one of the you know other directions. Whereas I think the eight sites we're moving forward with kind of have a nice balance of all the things. So that's really you know why we're moving forward with those uh, those sites for right now. Yeah. Well, it's
0: no secret that people in Madison feel passionately about the potential for more public transit. Um, You know, thinking about all the different opinions coming in, does that present any challenges for you in terms of, you know, moving forward with
1: this process? Certainly. Yeah. I think that no matter where the site is, it's going to serve the Madison area well. Um, But of course, there are, like you said, strong opinions. So there is people who, you know, feel you know adamantly that it needs to be downtown and then there's people that feel that it should be further out where we can have easier parking options and things like that so i think again you you probably won't make everyone happy but i think overall the consensus is is a lot of support for expanding passenger rail and kind of having a station here
0: absolutely so you said that you all will be looking to pick a station later this year do you think, when do you think this Amtrak line will likely be in service for Madison?
1: Yeah, so this is really, you know, one step along kind of a long journey. So the process to actually extend the route to Madison, they're looking at, you know, anywhere between kind of like a six to maybe eight or nine year process to actually do that. So again, we're kind of working on our recommendation now but it very likely will not be in development for several years. So I think um, realistically, we're looking at, you know, the late 2020s, early 2030s for realistically for service in Madison. And I know people are like, come on, make it go faster. And, you know, maybe it will. um, But I think we just want to be conservative with the timeline. And they're looking at using existing rail line that's already there, but there's different things that need to be considered improvements that will need to be made to that. And then you know we have to follow you know all the different environmental laws to you know make that happen and then also communities along the route um other communities you know with potential stops and things like that will have to kind of go through their processes so like i said it's kind of this is one piece of the puzzle liz thank you so much for the update on this very exciting news we appreciate it so much Thank you for covering this, and we can't wait to hear from people at our community meetings coming up at the end of January and early February.
0: That's Liz Callen, Madison Transportation City Planner. And if you are dying to know more or want to have a say on Madison's passenger rail plans at this stage in the process... The city actually has two upcoming public feedback meetings. First up, next Tuesday, January 30th, and then the following Tuesday, February 6th. The city and state transportation departments, Amtrak, and consultants will present on the site options and be there to answer your questions. We'll drop a link in our show notes with more deets. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Bianca Martin. If you enjoyed the show, why not share this episode with the person in your life you'd run alongside a train for? You know, just to have one more moment before you have to say goodbye. Yeah, what can I say? I'm a romantic. Okay, keep this train moving. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more stories from around the city. Until then.